Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Welcome, 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 everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Today's a big day. It's February 1st. Today's the day we give away that trip on bowline sport fishing. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Do not, not watch the show at the, maybe midway through or maybe at the end. I'm not sure exactly when we're going to give away the trip, but you want to stay tuned, watch and pay attention because we're giving away that free charter on bowline sport fishing. Justin Botrell and myself have combined to get to get one lucky winner out on the boat to go fishing with Justin and I to go big bluefin fishing out of uh, Long Beach Sport or 22nd Street Landing up in uh, L.A. Harbor. We're going to give away that trip in just a little bit. Kelly Girl's right here. We have all the names in the hat, so. Be ready. It's mind-boggling. I'm, I'm not trying to brag, but uh, yes, you are. we had over a, over a thousand people go into the store, and we have all these names in this hat, and we're going to pick one lucky winner out of the hat. It has nothing to do with how many shirts you bought or how many coffee cups you bought, although... Those of you that are going to the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show... It is going to be absolutely amazing. We have sold well over 100 shirts for the show. People are going to be wearing the shirts. The wave of your Saltwater Guide members are going to be incredible. If they don't notice us now, they'll never notice us. If you don't understand the power of social media, well, you're going you're gonna to come to a rude awakening. And... Uh, it's going to be mind-boggling. Remember, social media can control who gets elected as the president of the United States. That's what it's turned into. Those of you that don't understand that, those of you that own companies and you don't understand the power of social media, you are going to be blown away. You are just going to be blown away with the power of your saltwater guide and the amount of people. Right now, we have just over 260,000 followers across all social media platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Megaphone, Twitch. Uh, the, the amount of followers is absolutely astounding to me and Kelly. We had no idea this would happen. We thank, but none of it's possible without you guys. We need all of you to make sure you hit the like button. Let us know that you enjoy our shows. We are blown away, both of us, every single day. We're super excited to meet all of you at the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show. It's going to be overwhelming. I know that. But I will take as much time as I can with all of you. And I want to thank you all for everything that you've done for my family and for my wife and for Marley, who's jumping around back there. He's super excited today. There he is right above my head. He is super excited to be on the show. He kind of was kind of down and out yesterday. I don't know. He's a monkey. So he's got, you know, he's got his days, but today is a good day for Marley and he's super happy to be on the show. And he's super happy that all of you people that have given us stars and everything else. Thank you. And the badges on Instagram, 
and uh, the the diamonds over there on on uh, TikTok. I thank you all for everything, and don't stop giving them to him. Marley's still hungry. You look at him; he's shriveling up to nothing with those stars and the badges and the and the uh, diamonds that you give us. We buy food for our cats and our rescue monkey. So thank you, everybody. And remember, today is text the show Wednesday. You can text me and ask me any questions you want. Kelly girl's in charge of the text messages. She'll talk louder today. She promises when she asks, because we had a couple people say they can't hear her when she's telling me the questions, but text the show 949-374-0786. Gang, and I'll answer all questions as long as you keep asking. And at the end of the show, Kelly girl's going to pick one of you also to win a free t-shirt today for just by texting the show. So don't be afraid. If you have a question, send it in. 949-374-0786. I get to all questions. And then those of you that are members of our website, thank you very, very much. And uh, we have plenty of members on the show every day that'll tell you. I take care of each and every one of you. If you're a member of my website, I'm building the most phenomenal community. If you fish in Southern California, you want to be part of this community. First and foremost, the number one thing that we don't allow in our community is any type of negative at all. You can ask any question you want. There will not be a booger eater sitting in his mom's uh, basement, picking his nose and leaving poopy comments. I promise you, I handle all social media. I handle everything and I don't put up with any negative on my website that I control totally. Kelly and I, we don't put up with negative. If you need to come in there and spew negativity, First of all, I would I can't imagine you would do that and pay me $9.99 a month to come on my website and spew your negativeness. But if you did, I would ban you forever and I'll give you back all your money, I promise. So if you have a burning desire to share your negative thoughts, feel free to pay me a bunch of money and come on our website and share. But over there on our community gang, we're all working together for the common goal of catching fish when we go out fishing on our private boats. Something you don't get on any other social media platform as far as uh, getting to know each other and sharing all the information. Augie, Dan, every single person that's on here. We have so many people joining us right now. I want to thank you all for everything. We're overwhelmed by the love and, and uh, support from all of you. But uh, I just want to tell you a little bit more about how the website works. And then we'll get into these questions that are pouring in right now. Don't forget, Kelly's giving away a shirt. So make sure you send in your question right now. Or you got a really cool comment. She'll read the comments too. If you don't have a question, but you want to put out a good comment, maybe you want to tell us how your saltwater guide helps you on your boat. Dan, Kim, Augie. Uh, William, all of you that are members of the web, Darren, everybody, if you got some cool thing that Kelly will read it, you want to talk about if the website's helped you or if it sucks and you follow the game plan and you don't catch anything, share that too. We need to hear that also. But um, don't forget, if you show up at the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show wearing one of our shirts, your Saltwater Guide shirts, the ones right here, the one behind me in the corner, the one Marley's wearing. If you show up wearing one of those shirts, gang, you're going to get free stuff. Kelly Girl's got a plethora of things from our sponsors to give away. She's got stuff from Promar, from Akuma, from Costa, and from, uh, we got a little bit of stuff left over from that beef jerky company. But uh, 
we're going to have some stuff for you. We're going to have free stuff for you. I promise you. Promar's coming in big time. Promar's standing in the gap and making sure everybody gets free stuff. So is Dana Wharf Sports Fishing, my little sister. <laughs> she loves it when I call her that, Donna. She has stepped up big time. She's given us plenty of stuff to make sure all the children that show up at the show are going to get free stuff from your saltwater guide at Dana Wharf Sport Fishing. So check out Dana Wharf Sport Fishing always. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing will be at the show. I will be at the show. Kelly Girl will be at the show. Marley will not be at the show because the great governor of the state of California will take him from us. So we will not be bringing Marley to the show, unfortunately. He wants to come to California, but he's scared. He doesn't have enough money to pay the taxes in California. So he's going to stay right here in Cabo. And my good friend Shayla and her boyfriend Eric are coming to take care of Marley while we're gone. So here, we're going to jump into the questions now, gang. We're done with business. Here we go. Go ahead, Kelly girl, and sit, speak it loudly. Okay. And stay tuned because we're giving away that trip. We got all the names right here. Everybody's names in this bucket. And we're going to give away the trip. So stay tuned. Okay. Stay tuned. Quick, guys, make sure you leave your name, too, when you're texting it so I know who you are. So Dave knows who you are. Leave your name, please. I'm begging. We've gone past the asking and gone straight to begging, right, Dave? All right. Here's the first question. I don't know who this is from. Um, when you're fishing for halibut. With live bait, do you need to add any weight on the line or just drop the live bait in the water without any additional weight? Okay. Did, I hope that you all heard Kelly girl. She tried to keep her volume up a little bit. She's <laughs> asking about halibut fishing. And so she'll speak at the computer the next question. But as far as halibut fishing, the way I like to do it, the, my preferred message, my very most favored way to do it is with the sliding sinker. Sliding sinker that slides right down to the hook. I have a whole video about it on the website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. That's how I do it. I know you got a way better way. I know that, but they're asking me how I do it. I do it with a sliding sinker. I like fishing halibut in shallow water. I like fishing them no deeper than 50 feet of water, most of the time on the surf line. If I can fish the surf line, if there's not big swell, I like to get in there. It all depends on the bait. If I'm using the big sardines, I'm gonna use like a maybe a half an ounce slider. If I'm gonna use a dead grunion, which is my favorite go-to bait of all time for halibut fishing, I'm gonna use a half ounce or a quarter ounce, depending on the wind and the, and the current. And uh, if I'm using an anchovy, I'm using a quarter or an eighth of an ounce, just enough to get it down to the bottom so it doesn't go flying down to the bottom. And then I just slowly drag it across the bottom as I'm drifting. And then the minute the halibut bites it, I have it in free spool and he can take the bait without feeling the weight. And I think that's super important because I think when that halibut comes up and you have it on a dropper loop or you have it on a, on, any of those other rigs I see on the internet or a back, backwards uh, dropper loop or reverse, whatever you call it, booger eater rig, all that stuff, the fish feels the weight way before you ever feel the fish, which I don't believe is the right way. That's just me though, but I only fish every single day for a living. So I don't really know what I'm talking about. But when that bait, when that fish grabs that bait and starts to pull it and he doesn't feel any weight, I think he has a better chance and also you have you get to feel the fish now you're actually fishing so all that matters and go to my website and you'll learn more about it loud okay we're gonna do it really loud <laughs> i'm just gonna come up here 
Uh, let's see. This is from Brian in Corona. And he uh, says, I believe a sea lion dragged one of my hoop nets into deeper water and was lost, even with a seal-proof bait cage. However, lost hoop net to sea lions. Or have you ever lost a hoop net to sea lions? Absolutely. The number one place that I've lost more than I'd like to admit is when I was first starting this hoop net thing back in 2006, 2005, and we were fishing at LA Long Beach Harbor and I was fishing under the green light, Angel's Gate, they call it the big white lighthouse there. We were fishing there on that little corner where it comes up to like 20 feet. But if you get in the channel, it drops down to 65, 70 feet right there where they bring in all the ships. Some spots of it drops all the way down to 100. Those sea lions would grab the bait cage or grab the tube, drag it for a few minutes. Then it would be in 80 feet of water and they'd let go of it and be gone forever. Because my hoop nets, the buoys don't hold up the net. Sometimes they do, but most of the time with what we were using, they didn't have a chance to hold it up. So what I started to do in Long Beach and LA Harbor where the deeper water was, is I would use two buoys on my net. That way it didn't have a chance. If they grabbed it and drug it out into the deeper water, it didn't have a chance. Another place that's gnarly is Catalina. Back when we used to fish that deeper water in Catalina, that current would start flowing down the island. And if you're fishing in 50 or 60 feet of water and that current starts to walk the dog, and I mean, starts to get on it going a half a knot or a knot when the current starts to really smolder, kelp would come floating down the island and it would grab the buoy and off it would go sl sliding down the island. You'd think the sea lion took it or something, but it would be the current. And then the kelp would grab it when the current's flowing really good. And then the kelp, and I've heard a lot of guys talk about this in San Diego Bay because San Diego Bay gets real deep in the middle of the channel. And when the tide's flowing and that kelp's coming out of the harbor, the kelp will have a tendency to grab your buoys and drag them out into the deeper water. People used to think they got their stuff stolen, but really what it is is it's the kelp or the current or those damn kelp coyotes that drag it out into deeper water. All right, next question. All right, this is loud. From, this is from John Rowe. And All right, John. His question is: What size electric reel do we need for this new deep drop fish, and what size is it going to be worth it fishing out of Long Beach? And what kind of fish can we keep from there? All right. Now, see, here's what we talked about. I'm sorry, but I. I'm going to do my best to not piss anyone off. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> this uh, rockfish baloney thing that they're trying to feed you with a spoon here and tell you that it's going to be better because you're going to be able to fish deeper water. On September 15th, they're closing rockfish again, and it won't open until April 1st, 2024. But they're trying to sugar, sugar it up by telling you, you're going to get to fish deeper water. You're going to get to fish over 50 fathoms. And uh, here's the problem. A lot of times what lives out in that deeper water is cow cod. Okay? And a cow cod is going to weigh 15, 20, 25 pounds, 30 pounds. You're going to bring one of those up. And then they're telling you, you I'm sorry, I'm only being honest. Then they're telling you that you can use a descending device to send it back down there. 
How much weight do you think it's going to take to get a 20 pound cow cod back down to the bottom? And how long do you think that's going to take to drop that fish down six, seven, eight hundred feet? And the other thing is, is I know, of, I know of some spots in Southern California. I know a few spots. I've stolen them from all the phenomenal captains that I worked for. Hey, Marley. All those great captains I worked for for all those years. We got lots of good spots, but I don't know a lot of spots in 60, 70 fathoms, 100 fathoms. I just don't know a lot of spots. Maybe there are that just slipped through my, my deal. But here's what they didn't do. They didn't open up the 14. They didn't open up the 43. They didn't open up the Cherry. And they didn't open up the Osborne. These are places that would be crucial if this closure thing was real and it was actually beneficial and it actually helped us. Then we can go to these banks we go to the 14, we can go to the 43, we could go to these places and we could actually fish for the fish that live below 50 fathoms and we could actually have fun and we could actually do it with two hooks. But you're going to drop down, John, six, seven, 800 feet of water with two hooks for the slight possibility that you may be able to get through the cows. And I, I read a thing on the DFG's website, you can fish for black cod. Gang, those black cod have been devastated by the commercial fishermen. Those very, very few black cod and the black cod that are there, they're going to be pretty much taken right away in the very beginning of this thing. It's, it, it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of baloney. It's not going to help us. The, the, the object is to stop us from fishing. That's the objective. That's where they're headed. They don't want us to do anything. Marley, Marley, Marley. That's Marley screaming back there. Marley. Hey, we love you. Don't we're not, not paying attention to you. Come here. Come here. He's all worried because we're not Kelly and I aren't paying attention to him, so he's screaming. Come here. There he is, right up at the top. Okay, Marley, we're right here. We love you. But they're trying to stop us from fishing. This is I'm sorry. Those of you that drank the Kool-Aid or, or ate the sugar out of the spoon and you think this is good, it's not good. It's not good. I wouldn't go buy a $1,000 or a $2,000 electric reel for the slight opportunity to fish in deeper water where you can catch. No, it's going to be time to start fishing artificial reefs, start fishing for the fish that live in Southern California and just get that. You're going to have to just get that rockfish out of your mouth. Just don't even, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to go through all that hassle. And those of you that think it is, good luck and have a good time with it. Really. I, don't, I just don't see the benefit of it. It doesn't matter to me. But hey, they're leaving whitefish open. They're leaving sheephead open is what they're telling us. So there's plenty of sheephead to catch. There's plenty of whitefish to catch in the shallow waters, which are great eating. Yeah. And the thing you need to know is it's not us. It's, we're A human being with a fishing pole and a hook you don't have an adverse effect of the population of the fish in the ocean, no matter what kind of baloney they're trying to feed you. Not even you, John Rowe. You're not, you are a good fisherman, but you're not that good. I'm sorry. All I got is my honesty. All I'll ever be is honest. If you want me to sugarcoat this and feed you a line of crap like that, fish and wildlife are, well, that ain't going to happen. That's why they don't invite me to these meetings because I don't, I can't just sit there on my hands and listen to the bulls crap because I know the truth. 
and they don't like that. Well, they don't want me going to these meetings. They got really upset with me back four or five months ago when I was trying to tell you all what was about to happen. The powers to be did not like me telling you the truth. So I probably get in trouble for this. So go ahead. Here we okay. go. This is from Franklin. Franklin. Franklin wants to know where, where you can get some sable fish and where, uh, what can you fish for with the super deep now? Like what kind of fish? Okay. The sable fish, we're right back to John Rowe's question. The sable fish is what we call black cod. They're, when we were kids fishing rock cod in the 70s and 80s, sable fish was garbage. No one wanted them. Now they're the most sought after fish. And the uh, commercial guys have been fishing them with the, with the uh, deep drop commercial fishermen that have been able to fish the deep water while we weren't allowed to. Why we weren't allowed to fish the deep water, the commercial guys were allowed to fish the deep water and they've been catching those sable fish for a very long time. How we always knew that we were off the rocks is when we started catching sable fish in 100 fathoms, 600 feet of water. The spots that you, rockfish spots that are in the deeper water on the edges of those are where the sable fish live. I just don't think there's that many. I don't think there's that many. I don't think there's enough for us to actually go out and target sable fish, but they live in the deep water and they live on the edge of the rocks in the mud. That's where their house is. That's where they live. And they've been being fished by the commercial rod and reel guys for a very, very long time. For that 20 years that we were not allowed to fish deep water, they were allowed to fish it. So none of it makes sense. I'm not telling you stuff that's not true. It's the honest to God truth. They were able to fish it while we weren't allowed to. Now we're all going to get to fish it. That doesn't make any sense in my pea brain. But then again, what do I know? All right, Marley. Yeah, buddy. All There's right. my monkey. This is from John Stanley. John Stanley, my man. How's my your saltwater guide flag? <laughs> All right. He's asking. Okay, so he says his hoop net rig is 100 feet of rope. And he'll be in about 30 feet of water. Does he shorten it up somehow or let it let all of the rope out? And also, when he gets fresh bait from the bait barge for lobster, does he put uh, put them in the tube live or cut, just cut them up? All right, John, perfect. So he's asking about he's got 100 feet of line. He's fishing in 30 feet of water. What we do is we go like this. We stretch it out. Most of our wingspan is six feet. So we, we pull out six of these one two three four five six that way we know we got a little bit of slack we take the rest of the rope we wad it up in a ball and we zip tie it and then we have it as a wad in the zip tied right next to the buoy and then you have your 36 feet of line out there so that you have like six feet of freedom six feet of slack if you're fishing in 30 feet of water that's how i've done it forever that's how it, it works flawless it works every single time that way then if we go a little bit deeper, we just cut the zip tie and then pull off seven pulls or eight pulls or whatever depth we are, take the rest of that slack and wad it up and zip tie it. Why? Not because so much that you're going to run over your rope, but other boaters that are coming around. Because remember, like we talk about all the time, John, nothing attracts a crowd like a crowd. And most people don't have my game plan. Most people don't have our spots. So the very first thing they all do is look for where you're fishing and they're going to come over and try to drop their stuff on top of you because they don't know what they're doing. That's why you want to make sure you keep your rope 
not with a hundred with 40 feet of slack just laying on the water because that's going to make a big mess and the other boats are going to run over it so you wad it up into a ball zip tie it and then if you need more rope you cut the zip tie always have a always have a bag of zip ties when you're hoop netting and then the other question was the bait when i pull up to the bait barge what i do is i throw my bucket on the bait barge and i ask jeff or i ask whoever's working at the bait barge can you do this for me can you put the buck the our anchovies are the sardines in this five gallon bucket then I put it on the boat. I put a towel over it so that they're not flicking scales all over the place. Then I just take them and I just cut them in half, just one time in half and shove them in the tube. Would it work not cut in half? Maybe. Why do I cut them in half? Because I just need, think that you need that goo, that, that blood just oozing out into the water with all the other stuff. That's what I believe will work. Will it work whole fish? Absolutely. Because out in the ocean, nobody's cutting up the bait that they're eating, but I just cut them in half because it gives me a little more confidence when I throw my bait in the water, but it doesn't have to go into the tube alive. That's where the fresh bait thing, because what you're going to do is you're going to stop at the bait barge on your way out. And you're usually not going out fishing for the day. You're going hoop netting. If you're going to go out fishing for the day, put your bait in your bait tank. And at the very end of the day, when it's time to bait, take the bait out of the bait tank that's alive, throw it in the bucket, let it die a little bit in the bucket that way you don't make a big mess you don't get scales all over yourself hopefully that helped you john and i'll see you at the show all right here we go more questions okay so loud down uh, dan and kim want to know if uh, they can try braid tie braid direct directly to a service iron swim bait or hook in the old days before mono braid was used with wire a wire leader but did they ever tie it directly and do you always have to use floral or mono Okay, Dan and Kim are asking about tying your uh, surface iron or your yo-yo iron directly to your braided line. I believe in my heart that I have to have a little piece of floral between the braid and the lure just because that's what I believe. But a lot of the lures swim really good tied straight to the braid. But I don't have the confidence of tying my lure straight to the braid. I need that little bit of invisibility, if you will, if that's even a word. So that short piece of monofilament or that short piece of floral is what I'm going to do between my braid just because I think that that fish is going to come flying up there to eat the lure and he's not going to see the braided line. He, he's only going to see that lure swimming through the water with the piece of floral or the monofilament on it. That's what I believe. I see a lot of guys fishing straight braid to their lure and uh, a company made a a wax wing jig a while ago that fished phenomenal tied straight to braid and it swam epic with the braid and it didn't swim as good with the mono there's different uh techniques for everything out there but me personally i think you got to have that little piece of invisibility between the hook and the or between the braid and the lure so hopefully that helps that's just my opinion i'm sure there's people on here that know way more about it than i do oh marley don't get mad. Okay. Right, well, any more questions? That looks like we're wrapped up. No more oh, questions. You know what, actually, no one wants to win a, a Oh, wait a minute. Guys, if you want to try to win a shirt, you can still send in your questions. We're going to give away that bowline sport fishing in just a few minutes. So hang in there, but send in a question if you have one. All right. This is from Darren. All and right, Darren. He actually just bought a shirt and ordered one for his daughter too, which is super cool. 
who loves calicos. Thank you, Darren. So he's asking, um, or he's actually coming to Cabo this hey, summer. Hey, 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 get out of there. Marley's trying to tear down the blind. Sorry, I'm listening. You're coming to Cabo. This summer. So and he wants to know uh, some nice four six-pack charter recommendations that um, he can go on go fishing on. Darren, that would be spectacular. When you get ready to come, let me know. You can call me. We'll get you set up. We're, we're working with quite a few different people down here. My number one go-to guy always is Casey Carter. Casey Carter runs one of the cleanest, nicest operations. The boat's not fast, but it's comfortable, and it's 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 50 feet long, and it's a nice, comfortable boat. It's fun to fish on. I don't know what level you're going to be coming in at, where you want to be, but uh, there's pongas down here for like $350, $400 bucks for the day. There's cruisers for... 800 to 1,000 a day. Casey's going to do you around 1,500 a day. It all depends on what level you want to be at. I got several different boats and several different people that I work with. And uh, hey, I'll be more than happy to come with you that day, fish with you and your daughter, and we'll make a bunch of cool videos and post them all over social media. All right. Any more questions? Oh, wait, let's see. We All got right. more. We have, uh, this Marley, from, quit screaming. This is from Dave Lee. And David he, Lee. He wants to know what your, the monkey. When, what's your go-to line for fishing SoCal waters? All right. When I'm fishing in Southern California, and Kelly and I, like we talked about on the show yesterday, we absolutely both love calico bass fishing. And what we're fishing with is a piece of uh, fluorocarbon, 50, or excuse me, 20 pound fluoro tied to a number two or a number two hook if they have anchovies. And if they have only sardines, we're using a four-aught thin wire hook and we're using a short little piece of fluorocarbon, opposite fluorocarbon, 20 pound, and then tied to our 40 pound braided line on our rods. That's how we like to do it. Those of you that aren't that good at fishing with the braid, I would suggest just fishing straight 20 pound monofilament everything's going to eat it. You're not going to lose anything very big on it. If you drop, if you go up to the heavy, bigger baits and you just want to get those bigger calicos out of the kelp or out of the rocks, then you might be able to get away with 40 pound or 50 pound monofilament or fluorocarbon. But the braided line is tough to work with. And the problem with the braided line is it floats. So it's going to have a tendency to drag your bait or your bait's going to have a hard time dragging it around where it's not as free flow as monofilament. And hopefully those things helped you. I tried to stay on point. It's hard though, because I see my monkey jump around here in the corner. Look at him. He wants to be on the show so bad, little Marley. I know. Come down here. Come on. Come on, buddy. All right. So listen, we might get a few more questions while we're doing this. We're shaking up the, we're shaking this up. We're going to hold it up. Kelly, go pay attention. This is the trip. This is the trip we've been talking about for the last three months. We're giving the trip away right now, Justin. This is it. Kelly, girl, pick the name out of the hat, oh, gang. Pay attention. Okay. Ready? A lot of names in there. A lot of names. A lot of names, Kate. Ready? Here we go. Hi, Come into the, so everyone can see her. Get in here. She's really picking the name out of there. We're not lying. Okay, you read it. Okay, let's see what we got. We got Dean Delgado. Ooh, Dean. Dean Delgado. Dean. 
Dean, anybody knows Dean? If Dean's not watching, he'll see the show. Dean Delgado, you just won a trip with Justin and me on Bowline Sport Fishing. It's going to be insane, bro. And you can bring three of your friends. Justin and I are taking care of everything. All you got to do is show up with your flip-flop shorts and a t-shirt, maybe a jacket, and we'll take care of everything. Justin has top-of-the-line equipment from Akuma. We'll have everything you need on the trip, gang. It Literally, we give away stuff all the time on this show. There's his name, if you don't believe us, written down right here. It's written down right there. I'm showing everybody. It's really Dean Delgado. Here, we'll make it even so you'd believe we're fair. He'll, we'll grab another name. You would have been it. Matt Roberts, you would have been it if uh, Kelly hadn't picked that name. All the names are in here, gang. I'm telling you the honest to God truth. Dean, if anybody knows Dean or Dean knows us, call us, 949-374-0786, Dean. You won the trip, buddy. It doesn't get any better than that. You won, Dean. Me and Justin and you will pinpoint when the best time to do this trip is and when we can get you out there, buddy. And I'm flying up there. Gang, don't forget the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show, the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th of March at the Orange County Fairgrounds. Kelly Girl and I will be there. We're going to have... All kinds of stuff going on in our booth. Plus, I'll be speaking every day at the show. I'll be on stage speaking. Un no leash on me. No one asking me questions. I'm going to be doing the old style Dave Hansen seminar. You got to bring your hard hat. You got to be ready because it's crazy. It's wild. I'd have, I, but you can bring your children because I don't cuss ever. I, you'll never hear a bad word come out of my mouth. Plus, if, and I tell all the children that are there in the audience, I come down and I talk to each and every one of them. I give every child that shows up to my seminars free stuff. Every single child that shows up gets free stuff. Marley's on the chair now. <laughs> every single child that shows up gets free stuff to my seminars. Also, I tell all the children, listen carefully to Captain Dave. If I say a bad word when I'm up on stage and I'm going crazy and I'm doing all the knucklehead stuff that I do, if I say a bad word, all the children get to come back up on stage and get more free stuff. And I bring, you can ask Kelly girl, I bring all the children up on stage and I present them with all the free stuff that we're going to have from Dana Wharf Sport Fishing. And I make sure that you all understand that the only thing I'm at that show to do is talk to your children. The only people that matter there are the children. I don't care about anybody else but your children because... They're the future. You already have the disease. You already want to go fishing. You already love fishing. I don't need to convince you. My sole purpose till the day I die from now until the end is to make sure that we talk to your children and make sure that they understand how important it is to get out fishing. I don't care if they can only fish on a lake or a stream or from the beach or from a pier. It's super important to keep them engaged, to keep them involved. And that's what I spend all my time talking about when I'm up on stage and I want to make sure that it's the greatest experience and I want to make sure that you're there's a lot of children watching us right now oh the cat's hunting for okay, Marley the cat is hunting for Marley right now the cat just came in here I could tell by the way Marley act but listen there's a lot of children that are not children anymore they're adults and they're watching this right now and they started out coming to my seminars I've been doing this for a very very long time I've been speaking to people on stage for over 20 years. 
And I've always made sure that it's all about the children. And they, they kind of, and I promise you, I will not let your children down. If you drag them to the show and they come and they listen to Captain Dave speak, I promise you afterwards, they're going to want to come see the crazy guy speak again because I make it fun. There's a lot of laughing. We don't take this thing very serious, except for the fact that the children have to be involved. That's the most important thing in the world. This is our new baby. Now we have three. This is little Dolly, little Dahlia, the black Dahlia. Dahlia, named after the black Dahlia. <laughs> <laughs> this is our new baby. Now we have three cats and a monkey. This cat wants to know what monkeys taste like. She's <laughs> never tasted one. And she constantly is looking at Marley going, Dad, I just want to taste him. I don't want to eat him. I just want to see what he tastes like. I just want to taste him. This is another rescue cat. This is another rescue cat. This little guy, this little girl's a rescue cat. She showed up in her backyard. Nowhere to go. Nobody wanted her. They don't, nobody wanted this little baby. Oh, look. The, the monkey's playing with the kitty. Did you see that? Marley came right over here to see the cat. You're so, so cool. Rewind <laughs> that if you didn't see it. That was really insane. Aww. Marley ran right up and gave Dolly a little kiss. All right, gang. Tomorrow, we're going to do call in the show, but we'll start out for a few minutes. There's Marley right here. He's trying to Marley. look at Dolly. Monk, monk. We're going to start off the show tomorrow. We'll do about 10 minutes of talking about how important it is to take your children fishing, and I'll tell you exactly how to do it the proper way so you don't lose them. You only get one chance. And if you screw it up, they're done. They're never gone. There's Marley. Marley, look. Here's Dolly. They're right here. They're both right here. Let me see if I can turn this a little bit so you can see. They're both right here, side by side, the cat and the monk. Gang, it's incredible. We have more questions? Oh, good. We got more questions, gang. I ain't going anywhere until I answer everybody's question. And the monkey and the cat are getting along great. They're literally, Marley's standing right here. I can't get the computer all the way around there so you can see. I'm trying to stay with me. The monkey's right here talking to the kitty. Unbelievable. Are you ready? Okay. Oh, Whoa. sorry. Sorry, TikTok. All right. This is fun. Go ahead. Ready? This is from Carl. Okay, He's Carl. Diego, and he's taking the kids uh, this weekend uh, lobster netting. And uh, once you get lobster on the boat, what do you do with them? Do you just... Do they just go in the bucket? Do you do they need water to keep them alive? And what about transporting them home and keeping them alive for the next night's feast? P.S. My kids and I have watched all the lobster videos at, on your slide, and thank you. And we'd be totally lost without you or the video. You end the videos and can't wait for Thursday's game. <laughs> thank you, Carl. Thank you very, very much. Here's the lobsters. First thing you want to do is make sure that you're not keeping. Any small ones, you want to measure them. I know you watch me and you, you know that's what I talk about all the time. You don't even want to try to slip a small, a short one in there, even though you think you may be legal. And then if you have a bait tank on your boat, what we do with the legal lobsters when we catch them is we throw them in the bait tank. All right? Throw them in the bait tank. They'll be fine in there. They'll live throughout your whole trip. They'll be fine. When you take them home, make sure you take a, a towel or a big rag the towel, beach towel is the best. You take the beach towel and you drench it in the bait tank, wring it out a little bit, then wrap it around your lobsters. As long as the lobsters stay wet, they'll stay alive. You cannot put fresh water on them. That will kill them. It has to be salt water. You want to keep 
that towel on them until it's time to drop them into the boiling hot water. An another really good way to do it is when you get home, cook them, put them in the fridge, and then tomorrow pull them back out, steam them a little bit, and then eat them. Cook them almost to the point where they're cooked all the way. And then the next day, just steam them up a little bit, warm them up, dip them in butter and eat them. But a wet beach towel, as long as it's wet with salt water, they will stay alive for a good day. As long as the towel's wet, they can get their oxygen off the towel through that water, the dampness of that. And uh, yeah, and make sure when you're out hooping with your children, you bring up that hoop net. Every single thing in the hoop net is exciting. I am I hate it when I see people pull it up and go, oh, it's only a starfish. They dump it over. Stop. Bring that starfish out. Show it to all the kids on the boat. Adults get off on it too, but children, especially the starfish, the octopus, the eel, the stingray, the bat ray, the sculpin, the sand bass, every single thing that comes up in that hoop net is the most exciting thing you've ever seen in your life. And if you don't have that attitude and then you don't understand why your children don't enjoy fishing like you do, well, it's your own damn fault because you could have made it super exciting and super fun, but you decided to make it negative. Don't ever put any negative vibe out there. I don't care if they catch a mackerel, a bonita, a bluefin tuna, or tomcod. It is the greatest mackerel. It's the biggest mackerel you've ever seen anybody catch. It's the greatest mackerel. That's the best eating mackerel. That's the best eating tomcod. That's the biggest sand bass you've ever seen. Keep it positive or you're going to blow it. And we'll talk way more about this tomorrow. Any more questions? Okay, Kelly, pick somebody real quick. She's going to give away a shirt to one lucky texter. Oh, I think. Uh, um... And then we're going to sign off and be back with you tomorrow for another phenomenal show. And tomorrow's going to be fun. Texture. Listen, gang, those of you that um, listen to us on a podcast, on any of the platforms, make sure that you... Uh, Make sure that you uh, send in your questions for tomorrow, before tomorrow, because you're going to hear this show after we're done, and then you don't hear it again tomorrow live until after it's done. So just send in your questions, and I will answer them as quick as I possibly can and the best I can. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I, I think we need to send a shirt to Dave Lee. Dave Lee. Dave Lee, you sent us a text message. Kelly's going to text you right now and get your address. Kelly just gave you a shirt. She's going to need your size and she's going to need your address. Gang, we'll give away another shirt tomorrow during the Texas show. But I've got big news. Those of you that are uh, in Southern California, you know this man's name. You've heard it. You've probably never heard him talk. You've probably never sat in front of him and listened to him. We have the great Billy Killerman going to be on the show on Friday, Billy Kay will be joining us for an hour of sitting and talking, and you can ask him questions. We'll be more than happy to answer all your questions. We'll be right there, Billy and I. I've been friends with Billy for a very long time. Fan, I've been a fan of Billy for a very long time. I love what he does, and I love how he does it. He does it at a different level than anybody else, and that's why a lot of people don't like him, but they don't know him because they're jealous, just like they're jealous of me. And so to having Billy and I together on a show is going to blow the internet up. It's going to blow the internet up. Friday is going to be fun. We're going to have an hour with Billy Kay. 
Gang, thanks for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Any more questions come through, hun? I just heard the phone ding a couple times. Oh, All right, gang, we're done. Thank you very much. Marley and I are going to go back to playing. Kelly's going to go back to keeping Marley and I and the cats all going. She got, she, it's like running a zoo here <laughs> yep. with all the animals. Yep. Thank you very much, gang. I'll be with you tomorrow. Be kind to each other. Turn Bye. off the news. They're all lying. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.